Please be seated. Just this last week, I got in the mail a envelope asking me if I was prepared for retirement. And after feeling very old at this point, I decided, what's in this thing? And it says, are you ready? Are you ready to live your retirement years? We can show you how to do it. Today's gospel and readings is all about preparedness. We hear John the Baptist shouting from the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, and as we heard in Isaiah. And then Isaiah was foretelling what John the Baptist would be saying. And we hear that preparedness. How do we prepare? What do we need to prepare? Now, living in California, we prepare for earthquakes. We prepare for fires. We get ready. We do all these things to make sure that we're ready in case something happens. But what is being prepared really all about? We want to be sure that we're going to be taken care of in case of an emergency or when we retire. We try to control what the future is going to hold and make sure that we're okay. So how does John the Baptist tie into this desire of preparedness? What John the Baptist was doing is calling to the world that we need to be prepared for the ministry of Christ and for the, the call that Christ is going to give us to live our lives as disciples of Christ. Now, John was, had a ministry of baptism for repentance. As we heard in the Gospel, John was baptizing people as they repented their sins. This isn't how we see baptism today. Jesus came and gave us the Holy Spirit and brought that Holy Spirit that during baptism we receive the Spirit. We receive the blessing of that Spirit. And it's more, now we see baptism, baptism excuse me, as an initiation into the church, not just the repentance of sin. So, how do we prepare? How do we prepare to be Christians and to be ready for the coming of Christ? We look to the Scriptures. The Scriptures give us some pretty clear instructions of what we need to be doing. We pray. We should enter into that prayer relationship with God and ask for God's guidance, ask for God's discernment, ask for God's blessings. And we study. We study those who have gone before us. We study the histories of the saints. We study the history of the church. Now, this is asking a lot of us. Especially now in this time, we see our calendars getting filled and filled and filled and filled and filled. And it's not only the adults. It's the kids who are, their calendars are getting filled and filled and filled. So how do we work in that time to do these things, to prepare? Well, I have a couple of suggestions. The first one is, I learned this very early on when I was in ministry. I make a date with God. On my calendar, I have set aside at least one hour a week where that's just me and God time. And that's a non-negotiable meeting. The second thing I do is I really help learn to put boundaries on my, what I do in my life. One of the hardest things for me to do is say no to anything. And especially being a seminarian, saying no sometimes is a little scary. <laughs> but we need to say no to some things sometimes and really discern, is this really important or not? And in these days, when we're getting pulled to this meeting here, to that meeting there, to I gotta go to soccer practice, I gotta go to this, I gotta go to that. 
how do we discern if this is really what we need to be doing? What are the priorities in our life? Now, John the Baptist is one of my favorite people in the Bible. Mind you, as we heard in today's gospel, he is no slave to fashion, nor is he a gourmet by any means. Um, I always say he was the original vegetarian. Um, and I gotta admit, if I were to have met John the Baptist, he might have scared me a little bit. But as I go back and I start thinking, it makes me think of how many times did I discount somebody completely based what they look like. I, I live in Berkeley, and Berkeley has a very large population of homeless people. And I kept thinking of how many times did I just walk right past them and ignore them because they looked a little different. Is that carrying on the ministry of Christ? And that really made me stop and think. What are we saying when we ignore somebody because of how they look? I don't have the answer to that question. But that's one that's really just been sitting with me as, you know, I was going through this, through the readings and deciding what I was going to do, and this is what just came up. So, I think John the Baptist also, though, was pointing us towards Christ. John the Baptist was very clear, saying, I'm not the one. There's one who's come. And John also knew that this wasn't about him. This wasn't his show. But he was pointing us towards Christ. This is what we should be doing. Our work, our ministries, our lives should be pointing people towards Christ. I took a, an icon class this last summer, and we were studying the icons of the Virgin Mary. And if you look at most icons of the Virgin Mary, you see her hand pointing and looking down at baby Jesus and pointing towards him. And the professor said that's what she did, is it was a constant, this is not about me, this is about Jesus. This is about the one who's here. That's that pointing towards God. The gospel today also talked about voices crying out in the desert. Well, what are those voices today? Sometimes we get lost with all the voices coming at us. We don't know who's saying anything anymore. It's just, we need this, we need that. Can you get me this? Can you do that? Can you do this? And it's so hard to figure out what exactly who's pulling for our attention. It could be family, friends, work, meetings, other commitments we've agreed to. How do we discern and figure out what, how to reconcile all these voices that are coming at us? Well, I think we go back to what I was talking about, the preparedness. We go back to the scriptures. We go back to studying. We go back to prayer. But we also need to take time to quiet ourselves down. Now, I'll be honest with you up front. Being quiet is not a gift that God gave me. I like to talk. I like to... I'm an extrovert beyond belief. But I've learned 
I need to sit and be quiet with God. Because that's when I can start really pulling apart these voices and deciding, okay, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to go. This is what God's calling me to do. Now, I'm going to make a small commercial break right now. There is a really nice Advent quiet day that's happening on the 10th. Um, So I invite you to that. (laughs) So how can we can prepare and put that preparation into action? We can prepare all we want. We can put all these things in our little toolkit and make our toolkit look nice and pretty. But we need to put that into action. Paul, in his epistle to, not Paul, Peter, says, to lead lives of holiness and godliness, waiting and hastening the coming of the day of God. What does that mean? How do we lead lives of holiness and godliness? I think it comes with patience. How do we go to that patience? We live in a world where everything's instant gratification. The days of I can shoot off an email and somebody gets it within 10 seconds. Or I can talk to you right away and just pick up the phone. I can get what I want when I need it right now. Our society we live in doesn't make us very patient people. And this is where I think the time of Advent is so wonderful. Because it helps us prepare, but it also teaches us about patience. You know, the Advent wreath isn't the weeks that counting down to how many shopping days you have. It's calling us to prepare and be patient and know that something's coming. We need to do as John the Baptist did. John the Baptist didn't sit back and say, well, God's calling me to do this and do that, but I'm just going to hang out. He actively engaged in his ministry. He went out and baptized and proclaimed the news that there was another one coming. Through his ministry, he pointed us towards Christ. And my prayer this second Sunday of Advent is that we may look to engage this time of Advent to teach us more about patience, to help us become prepared for the coming of Christ, so that when we welcome the newborn King, we're ready. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.